Life is short. Eat your caviar with your animal crackers. I bear the responsibility of all of my decisions. Good thing I'm always right. Hello! I'm Hunter, House on Haunted Hill, Harden. And I'm Papa, Bear. <laughs> and, and welcome to the Real House Bears. What's up? What's up? Nothing much. Just getting ready for my uh, mission. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, Jack, we can't get your mother in the hot closet, but we're so happy to have you here today to talk about your mission. Wicked. Dude, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, mission. Yeah. Um, I really like your purple shoes you wore this week, Jack. Purple. <laughs> yeah. They're cool. You yeah. thinking about going to maybe college after your mission? College is whack. College is where they go to build machines, not humans. <laughs> is it whack? Yeah, just like your podcast is whack. Well, fudge college, Jack. Fudge college. Fudge college, honestly. There's no need for it. Because <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Is I'm going on a mission. Because yeah. I'm Jack. <laughs> You're on a, listen, if I, you and I talked about this. Even in our adult lives, we lower our voice sometimes when we're, you know, <laughs> we're like, hey, what's up? feeling self-conscious. What's up? But as a teenage boy, I would just hate to have my voice ridiculed by the nation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ridiculed. Just like everyone's making fun of my uh, language. Jack has been making business plans since he was like three years old. Well, you know, every, every, <laughs> teenager, is in, every teenage boy is insecure about looking like a man. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> good to have Jack in the hot closet. I remember when I could only grow, like, a chin beard. I remember <laughs> that those days of being young and being able, and like, oh, I grew it. I grew did the you? hell out of it. Did too. you? I sure did. Um, I I grew a mustache early, early but I've been that shaving since thing. I was 12. Yeah. So... What happened to all the hair on top of your head, Bear? It all went to my face. It all, and to the rest of your body. Right? <laughs> Let's change the subject. New season. We, we announced last season as season 10. We were off. Season 10 now, officially, now that we're sticking with Salt Lake City kind of solely for a while. Yeah. So, uh, but this might be a little bit of a, a sped through episode because I have to catch a flight in an hour. Yes, so we are getting this recorded and because, again, we're here. We're queer. And we're doing this podcast. And we're doing this podcast. We are doing this podcast. <laughs> well, you are going to surprise some ladies today. But speaking um, of the airplane and people that we're meeting in person, we have someone new who is... Hashtag House Bears Famous. Okay, here we go. Opa. On my flight back from Tennessee, I was flying back on uh, Saturday. Saturday, and uh, my flight was delayed delayed in uh, Denver and blah 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 blah. Delayed, delayed, and when I get onto the like, I was waiting to get on the flight, and I was 
playing Jason Voorhees this weekend at the Go-Go gig. Well, they put fake blood all over us, and so I got fake blood all over my tips, all over my money, and it just stained it all red. And so, like, I was like, who do I ask to, like, where do I, how do I get fake blood off it? And I was like, who do I ask? Like, Bitch Puddin' from season three of Dragula, or season two winner of Dragula. She would be the perfect person. And so I messaged her, and she just calls me, she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, it was Friday the 13th, there was a lot of camp counselors that needed to be butchered. (laughs) And um, so she told me, anyway, she told me all about it and I was laughing on the phone a little bit too loud um, well anyways when I was getting onto the plane there was a I wanted to get towards the front and in like the third or fourth row there was a girl sitting in the aisle and I went and sat next to her and she just leaned over and she's like by the way I heard your laugh on the phone earlier and you have such a nice laugh and I was like oh, oh my god thank you <laughs> I know but uh, <laughs> but anyways I ended up chatting with her and she ended up being our friend and he's been on the Real House of Salt Lake City he came to auditions for the choir came to auditions Michael Allen yeah and hi so, Michael you might yeah. be listening and it was our friend Michael Allen's sister um, so it was just a very small world um, she actually is coming out of the Mormon religion and she's been going through a lot of trauma, which we hear a lot, especially through the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, but we hear a lot of the trauma about them leaving the church and stuff. But one thing that really shocked me is their, I think their fifth child, their daughter passed away really, really young. And the church, when she was going to the camp counselor and and the church and talking about her feelings, they said, well, if you leave the church, you will never see your daughter in the afterlife. Um, and anyways, I don't want to get into it deep, but anyway, she actually has started going to a um, ex-Mormon writing class where they just write down things, and it's just like a really helpful therapy for her, and she's really trying new things, and she's having these new adventures. She's never really done alcohol, so she's having all these little alcohol classes so she knows how much to drink and whatnot, and she's got a bunch of girlfriends that are ex-Mormons as well, and they all are, are fresh to the world. They haven't really done anything, so it was fun to sit there and chat with her about her journey that she's on right now look i've lost my religion so thank you kara for being house bears (laughs) hashtag house House bears Bears famous famous. this will be an episode that's this uh, will be an episode this will be an episode of an olive branch with thorns right the thorns are we're a little bit discombobulated (laughs) and we're in a little bit of a hurry yes but you know what this is Salt Lake City's highest rated season ever. Yeah, everyone. And rightfully so. The season is so good. Anyone who had any fears about the Jen Shaw of it all leaving, I think the women have proved maybe we're better without Jen Shaw. I like it better without it. Me too. It is hard to sit there and listen to lies and you can't talk. But you know, Angie Kay's having a hard time getting into the world's graces. But listen, Angie, the whole season practically has been about Angie Kay and Meredith. Yeah. And it's the highest rated season. And right here at the very beginning, this Easter Bunny invitation is Housewives. This could not have turned out any cuter. Uh, it was perfect. This is how this is like Potomac when they sent the mime with the invitations. Oh gosh. This is like so many. Re- other... Remember when they sent the invitations out and it was supposed to have like live butterflies in it? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Angie Kay, I love her. She's given us house wife. I mean the the bunny hiding in the back of Heather's car. If that happened to you. 
it, you wouldn't have risen again. No, no. <laughs> you would have died, and you would have never come back to life. I died on right before Easter, yes. It would I, have gotten you good. Oh, but thank you, Angie K. This is everything that I want. Even, like, the interrupting Lisa while she's filming confessionals. But seriously, that Heather Gay, <laughs> I would have died. I would have died. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> also, what makes me want to die a little bit inside is Whitney and Justin. Oh, sexy Justin. Justin and Whitney. Oh, Justin. So I sexy. know, but I love them as a couple. You know, the little bit of time that we've got to spend with them, they really seem to always enjoy each other and be so close. So to see this. Like them sitting down and it's silence waiting for the cocktails, like yes. avoiding eye contact. Yes. I mean, this is not the. Whitney and Justin that we know. Justin and Whitney. You know, who have plenty to say to each other and are just always really engaged. And this is their first date night of the year. But you and I were talking. They, you know, he lost, kind of lost his job. So he's home for the first time in their relationship. Then COVID happens. So they're stuck together in a way that they've never had to be stuck together before. Mm -hmm. And now we're post-COVID and they're both going to work. And so there's no one to do all the things that they were doing together at home. Yeah. So this is... And now kids, like kids have school practice stuff. Like oh yeah, yeah. So now life is back to normal and it's been a while since they've been back to normal. <laughs> well, Justin's overwhelmed and, Br and Whitney's like, you're overwhelmed? I'm sinking. <laughs> and I, I know that their job is to talk about their life on camera, but it would be really hard for me to tell the story that she told about Justin if it was like you and I. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want the world to think, oh, my husband's like, doesn't do anything, he's a deadbeat. That would be really hard to bear that part of my life on camera. But you know, you were talking to it. Yeah, yeah, I don't want, I want the world to love you. Mm -hmm. And I know that Whitney wants the world to love Justin, mm -hmm. but she's so upset and so overworked. And like, there's some she looks and feelings between them that we've never seen before. Something's gonna trigger and I'm gonna lose my sh And she's been on this path of like healing, of fixing everything. Mm -hmm. And sometimes some things don't really need to be fixed. They just need to be adjusted. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, their theme for this season is communication. And she even says here, you know, our communication is failing yet again. I want to talk more, but I don't want to always be the one to initiate the conversation. And Justin's like, well, you know, I'm with you there, but I don't feel comfortable bringing things up. Mm -hmm. I don't feel comfortable, especially being the first one to bring things up. For example, if I don't initiate sex, we're not, not having, having sex. It. And you can tell Whitney did not, and Expect I think probably that. most women in her situation would hate that answer. Mm -hmm. But I'm with Justin. Sex is, important. sex is important to me. That's how I feel close to you emotionally but, by being physically close to and you. And it's weird because I feel the side of Whitney too because if you're stressed out and you're not able to connect on a good level I can't just jump into it all of a sudden yeah people are very different yeah uh, I feel like 
Whitney does have something to it where like women generally do have to feel good emotionally in order to like give themselves physically, whereas men can kind of give get over it a little bit quicker and easier. But you know, according to though um, Jennifer Lawrence in that movie No Hard Feelings, she gave it up for you know just because it was a Sunday. She gave it up because she needed to ride home. So not all women, Whitney, not all women need that emotional connection. They say every female three shots away from being a lesbian. And not all men need that emotional connection. Well, I do. Wow, oh my God. <laughs> so give it up. Jeez. <laughs> Before you leave. Ah! Sorry, podcast over. We got stuff to take care of, folks. Um, but Justin and Whitney recently had a fight where she took off her wedding ring first, he took his off after, and didn't put it back on. And again, that's, that's, that's rough. I want to go over to the Wick Lab. We are going soon and making our own I candles. I want to make a candle. Yes, it looks so much fun. But Lisa talking about hot wax fetishes, I'm like, girl. I think she's tried it. I feel like Lisa's very missionary. Uh, I, I could be wrong, and there's nothing wrong with being missionary. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong at all, as long as you're good at it. I think she's wild. <laughs> I'm like so naughty. Lisa and I have similar candle scents. I would definitely pick something linen type. I don't know Ugh. if I would put tulip with it. Angie K likes it spicy. She's like frankincense, myrrh, and clove. <laughs> Is there like sweaty gym and dirty socks smell? Probably. <laughs> if they got bring home the bacon and old book, certainly they have year old jock or something like that. <laughs> year old jock. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. So some random teenage employee approaches Lisa. She's like, I'm very close friends with Jack. I know him. We know everything about each I other. I've seen him at school. <laughs> right? <laughs> One time I saw Jack walking down the highway, We're or the hallway. We're best friends. We're besties. <laughs> but I knew he was going on a mission before you did. Well, I mean, wouldn't he tell his friends first before, yeah. like, his his parents? Because, you know, like, it's no problem telling his friends. You know, his things, friends are also doing it. But, you know, another thing this episode made me think about as far as Jack and his mission, especially if Lisa says that they've been going to church every week, like she told Heather, then Jack's church friends are going on a mission. So it's not as only avoiding college, but all my friends are going on a mission, too, so maybe I should. Maybe I should, too. Well, Lisa does not like Monica. Can we just get that out? Lisa does not like Monica. She does not like that Angie Kay has invited everyone, except for Meredith, we'll get to that, including Monica, to her Easter brunch. Greek Easter Because brunch. she, but Angie's like, Angie Kay's like, I just didn't want anyone excluded like I was in Palm Springs. But I am excluding Meredith. <laughs> well, Meredith was going to be gone anyways. Luckily, luckily, luckily. So, um... <laughs> My favorite part, though, is when Lisa's like, you know, Angie, I'm a little shock, shocked. Monica is not the person that I would want to, you know, go learn about the Savior's resurrection with. <laughs> that would not be someone I would be like, come, well, come learn about the Savior's resurrection with me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, over at Mary's, oh, talk about another uncomfortable scene. <laughs> this poor guy, Robert Jr., has no communication skills whatsoever. <laughs> and he seems very immature. Especially to be married. <laughs> I mean... Uh... Now, you know, I don't know if you know this. Uh, a year or two ago, Mary was charged with, like, harboring a minor. 
in their home. Oh. I wonder if this wife is, because the charges were recently dropped. Ooh. So I wonder if this is the same minor who that's he is been now staying married with them. That's what I, that's what I'm kind of piecing together. I don't know. Because you know you're a mess. But you know, Mary's like, so are you married? And he's like, I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, well, uh, maybe. Mm, well, kind of, yeah. Uh, but they've been married for a year. <laughs> How could you have these two people, your own <laughs> child, living in your home for a year and not know? That means that... May, is, does he not know you? Like, is he not really your son? Or does, like, are you his mom and he's never really met you except during filming? Like, what is going on? They're, they probably have grandchildren in there that she's never seen. Probably. <laughs> probably another child that she's never seen. Yeah, she's of like, hers. She's like, I heard a dog crawling around upstairs, Robert Jr. She doesn't even see him. She speaks to him through the speaker. Right. <laughs> Okay, I get the point. Missy. I, I do feel slightly bad for her when she gets emotional. I mean, she's like, she's my mother. only boy. But what does that also say about her? Like, for your son to just run off, that's still living with you, and his wife is still living with you, won't even tell you that he got married until you ask a year later. What does that say about you, Mary? It makes you seem like you're probably very unapproachable. Yeah, maybe that should require <laughs> some self-reflection, Mary. Oh, my goodness. Yikes. So we have Lisa feeling like she lost Mother of the Year because she didn't know Jack was going on his mission. Mary, who definitely lost Mother of the Year because she didn't know her son in the house was married. It, it's, it's, it's like if if her son went on a mission for two years and then came back and she's just like, I thought I just heard you upstairs. Right? I yeah. thought you were upstairs this whole time. <laughs> and now we have Heather and Ashley, which this is sweet and strong and they just love each I other. Love you Ashley. Know? I miss Ashley. I'm not insinuating that there's not a lot of love between the two previous moms and their children, but it's just a real, a contrasting scene here. You yeah. Know? Um, Ashley is like, got just got back from Cabo, feeling spring break. Heather's like, did you know Jack Barlow's going on a mission? And she's like, well, that wasn't on my bingo card today. No. I think a lot of the shock, and Heather even says it here for all of them, is like, you know, Lisa is so unorthodox Mormon that I don't really consider Jack to be such a devout Mormon because of that. So all of this is shocking to me that, you know, they would even care. But Heather's really just like, why won't Lisa talk to me about it? I actually went on a mission. Because she already knows how you feel about it, Heather. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's why I just want to say that. Like, she already knows what you're going to say, Heather. <laughs> exactly. She read a book about it, Heather. <laughs> she doesn't even need to read a book about it, <laughs> right. Heather. <laughs> right. Uh, but a nice little scene. Good to see Ashley again. Yeah. Over at Mary's, again, she's still wearing the same outfit she was wearing earlier. And her Tiffany blue uh, kitchen. <laughs> Would you call it really Tiffany blue, though? Well, there's a picture Ooh. of a breakfast at Tiffany's, like, next to it. So mm. I'm like, oh, yes, breakfast at Tiffany blue. But Meredith comes in looking great. She's looking fresh, looking like an Instagram filter. <laughs> Well, that's a little crazy. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, she just looks amazing. Smooth <laughs> as can be. <laughs> I like when Mary's like, I had a conversation with Robert about marital status, and Meredith's like, wait a minute. Your husband or your son? Yeah, like, your son, like, you gotta be specific. It wouldn't be surprising to hear that you had a divorce <laughs> conversation with Robert Sr., you know? Uh, Mary has been, you know, like, keeping it low since last time we saw him because she's bored with people who aren't growing. It is monotonous 
to be around these people who are the same people they were, you know, a year ago. And I'm like, Mary, you are the exact same person you were three years ago. And you're telling people that they have no class? Who yells across the room telling somebody that their necklace is ugly? Who does that? Who goes and gets fish filet in the middle of the night McDonald's? Classy bitch. I mean, there is a way to talk to somebody like a grown-up. <laughs> well, we do. <laughs> well, but... I'm not classy. <laughs> <laughs> so Meredith clears up that she herself has, in fact, not spread these rumors, which on camera is true. It's just she... The, 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 the issue with it is Meredith held it as ammunition. Right. That's the issue. Like, she didn't spread any rumors or anything, but the fact that she held it as ammunition is wrong. That's true. But again, she hasn't spread a rumor. No, she hasn't. <laughs> but it's out. <laughs> uh, also, I liked hearing Meredith say out, I don't know, maybe they've already said it out loud, but saying Brooks is gay. Yes, It yes. was always so ambiguous. It was always so... She didn't like, want to say... She didn't want to put a label on it. she said, Brooks is gay. And I yes. was like... I, it was so nice we know to see that, them. But now I'm glad yeah. that it's out. <laughs> and like, even though they talked about his boyfriend. Now can like, we all say it? <laughs> <laughs> it's just nice to see Brooks getting to live his, his real life and not have to live in shame. Me too. And without having to make a broadcast. Right, yeah, yeah. Like just sometimes I feel like people are just saying it for the broadcast. You know, someday we'll have a life when it's not even something you have to consider. Like it'll be not like, oh, is it a boyfriend or a girlfriend? Like it'll yeah, just. Like, who's it your partner? Matter. Yeah, you know, it won't just, even matter. Yeah. <laughs> Mary asks Meredith if she got the bunny invitation, who, which Meredith obviously did not. Mm. Doesn't matter. She's, she's going to be at the Glads. She's hosting the Glad Awards, y'all. Glads. But you know Mary ain't going to go if Meredith's not going to be there. That's <laughs> just kind of Ma- a given. Meredith, like, I mean, Mary goes into it about how she doesn't want to go. <laughs> and then she but gets into it about how to communicate with people. Like, the <laughs> irony. Both of them talking about how to communicate of or to handle drama is so dumb. Like, I hated watching this scene. I'm like, really, you guys? Really? <laughs> you want to talk about communicating the rumors? Do you guys, I mean, you guys, like, really? Like, yeah, you guys are seriously. literally having this conversation with you two. <laughs> right. It's just, right. it was just hilarious. Is that irony? Oh, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you think we should take a quick break before we get to Angie K's Greek Easter lunch? Um, yes. We'll be right back. Bye. Can we come back to this? This is Heather Gay from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and you're listening to The Real House Bears Podcast. There's someone in your back seat. <laughs> and we're back. And it's the Easter Bunny. And it, ah! <laughs> we're back at Angie K's Greek Easter lunch. Is anyone else sweating or is it just me? She's got the $1 bills. Bank people thought she was going to the strip club. Go I was like, what kind of party is club. this? It's like my party. That's my every weekend. Mary calls and says that she's not coming. She has to go to Vegas to check on her other house. This is one of my favorite homes. That was flooded a year ago. But it's now finished. So girl, she... we know you ain't going to the Vegas house because that's where Robert Sr. is. Yeah, girl, we know you ain't going there. I want to see receipts. 
right? She's like, don't take it personally. I feel really bad. No, and you it, don't. And then she goes, well, it's, it's nice to know you have feelings after like, all. Like, for real. <laughs> it's all fake. I thought it was the greatest comeback from Angie Kate, and I love that Mary took it with, like she thought like, it was funny. Like, laughed about it. Because she knows she's right. <laughs> so we got Father George. We got baby lambs roasting on an open fire. <laughs> baby lambs? Why? <laughs> you were shook about that lamb. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. We got Louie, Angie's dad, who greets everyone, greets everyone with the Christ is risen in Greek. Greeks everyone. He greeks everyone with a Greek <laughs> greeting. Christos Anesti. When Heather asks Hot Sean where he gets his clothes, <laughs> and he says, my gay boyfriend, I was so happy. I was I know, like, I'm too. glad that you can laugh about it. Yeah. Hot Sean does look really good in tight pants, though. I do want to know where he gets his clothes tailored. All right. Uh, I, want, I need to pay attention to what size he dresses on, or what side he dresses on. I mean, I don't know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do know what you're saying. Hot Sean is not Greek. His last name is not Katsanavis. It's Trujillo. 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 Monica brought her mom, LD. Can we have some fun? I'm ready for fun. Who knows how to give a Greek kiss? Because apparently the Portuguese and the Greek are very similar. But Angie Kay's dad is single. Dang, you see the... Dang, he's gonna... D uh -huh. her down. Maybe with that weekend D. Um, we'll see. <laughs> so, Angie tells the story of Christ's resurrection and kind of equates it to their own journey. <laughs> Brave. <laughs> Brave. <laughs> Heather Gay forgets Judas's name in her confessional. But I, I mean, love it that she knows Caesar, Brutus. Yeah, That's hilarious. I like a man in a vulnerable position. Well, I mean, she loves to read. We know yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, I mean, she really has like, lost her. She is singing a, a She single. is a sinner. She is a sinner. Oh, my gosh. Stuffed grape leaves. Yes, they get the food. Stuffed and grape leaves. Stuffed grape leaves. I want some more. Yeah. So I actually DM'd Angie K. I haven't heard back yet. And I was like, hey, Angie K, we're obsessed with stuffed grape leaves. No, they just haunt us. But we've never had them. <laughs> <laughs> Long story. Where can we get good? I want to try them. I want to try them. And you are too. I, I'm going to. Uh... Yes, you are. <laughs> Whitney asked where Meredith is, which is a nice, easy segue over to Meredith at the Glad Awards. I mean, I support getting loud at the Glad Awards, but I don't know if we want to get that loud, Seth. Let's get loud! Let's get loud! Seth, stop. <laughs> Seth, this, this is a gay event. This is not a sporting event. But Seth, we love you, and so we, we, we'll, we'll allow it. Okay. We'll allow it. <laughs> Father George leaves before the shit hits the fan. Thank God. Yeah, Father yeah. George, you left right in time. In some angles, hey, Mr. Father. <laughs> <laughs> Heather approaches Lisa about her reaction with Whitney and Angie Kay last week, and Lisa's like, listen, no one was there for me before. And Heather says, well, if I would have known that this is like a dark cloud that's been hovering over you ever since, you know, last time, I, you know, we, we should have talked about this. And Lisa's like, well, why would we have talked about it? We're just surface friends. 
<laughs> I'm like, then why are you mad? And then Heather's like, no, we have a deeper relationship than that. I thought they that. did. You know, every time pretty much that we see Heather Gay in person, one of the things she says throughout the conversation is, Lisa and I are working on our relationship. Uh-huh. I mean, there are... Uh, Listen, I, since season one, I was like, you two are going to be best friends. And now, by this point, I think they really value what each other brings to the show and, you know, value the dynamic that they have now. And I think Lisa was just trying to, to like, maybe deflect and not have to have the conversation. Yeah. Why are you lying? You're flat out lying? But Heather was like, listen, I would like to be able to talk about this in a constructive way. I've been on a mission. I know what it's like. And Lisa's like, listen, I have to be supportive of Jack. Bottom line. Conversation ended. And Heather's like, okay, I can respect that. And wasn't that easy? Yeah, it was pretty easy. It's just like earlier when Meredith and Whit and uh, Mary were like, there is a way to talk like adults when you don't <laughs> agree. But it was not <laughs> but necessarily was, Meredith or Mary. It wasn't neither one of them that did it. Right, right. Meanwhile, Angie K asks Monica about why did you say these rumors out loud? Mm -hmm. And Monica's like, I was just being a good friend. And they go back and forth. I really wish they could say, why did you say this on camera? That's the part they all really want to say and the part that's really missing from all of this. Because she did spread the rumor. Because she did tell Whitney and not Angie first, and it was on camera. That is spreading a rumor no matter what. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Unless you go... As soon as you hear the rumor, you go straight to that person and you say, pull them aside and be like, I heard this rumor. Off and camera. I just want to let you know this is what's going on. I don't want to spread it, so I'm just letting you know so you can get ahead of it. <laughs> no, I realize everyone's doing their job. Yeah, this You're is real You're supposed housewife. to live your life on camera, but I feel like those two words are letting people get away with stuff mm -hmm. and also not get away with stuff. But... Angie, she, whenever she's in an argument with someone, she is very much a deflector. Like, well, I've heard rumors about you, and I don't say them. I think a lot of them do. Well, yeah, Meredith in particular. Yeah. And Monica's like, what? You, well, I got rumors about myself. You want to hear them? You know? <laughs> the only difference is I'm not going to hide them. Feisty, feisty, feisty. So it gets really heated, and Monica's mom, LD, comes over to help mediate, we'll say. Yeah, and she's like, you guys are both beautiful, powerful women. It's bury the hatchet. And Angie's kind of like, I'm trying to just kind of have a conversation with your daughter. This is kind of how it goes. Like, this is their house. This is right. how things go. And she, I, I could kind of tell Angie's like, I would really like to just handle this with just yeah. me and her without you being involved. Because it's never good when a, someone's right. parent gets involved anyways. But Angie even says, we're trying to wrap this up. But Monica goes, yeah, wrap it up so that you can open it right back open again. And I'm like, well, that's the opposite of productive. Yeah. Yeah, that's just then, being childish. Yeah, there's no way that we can even move forward to this. And now Monica's mom is... There's a few things... There's so many things to unpack about this. Because for one thing, Monica's mom is never telling Monica, you're wrong about the way you feel. She's just telling her stop. She's saying, "Look, you're you're acting crazy here, and you're you don't realize it, but you are embarrassing yourself. So maybe we can just not argue and fight." But all Monica hears is, "You're not supporting me. You're not supporting me." And then there's also the parts of where Monica's mom. It does feel like she's a little bit thirsty. Does feel like she wants some camera time. It does feel like she wants to make an impression of the people at the party that might not be the same kind of person that she is at home. Story of my life. Yeah. And, um, you know, Monica and her mom have had a bit of a Twitter war this week. 
Ooh, First yeah. of all, Monica's mom's Twitter handle is LD underscore millionaire. Mm. That says a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Especially if Monica is supposedly broke. Yeah. So, there's so many things, like, you know, as far as Monica leaving the party early and leaving her mom there. One thing that wasn't filmed is that Monica actually fell down the stairs and bruised both of her legs up and down her legs. And that was really the biggest reason why she was leaving early. Mm -hmm. Not so much out of anger, but out of Pain. pain. But her mom says, well, the bruises weren't there at the party, so I didn't realize how badly she was injured. So, um, and then also Monica's mom posted on Twitter, I didn't want to be on this show. Monica begged me. She literally says, Monica begged me, begged. All she said I would have to do is cook and speak in Portuguese. And how did she pay me back? By throwing me under the bus. But why speak in Portuguese? Why is that important? Because that's their family heritage. Remember Monica called... Lisa a bitch or something in mm-hmm. Portuguese early. Mm-hmm. She was just saying, you have to just represent our Portuguese family, okay. and that's what she was saying. Okay. So um, that kind of debunks her mom's potential thirstiness. Mm-hmm. So there's just so many different things I, to look at it here. It's impossible for me to completely pick a team. I just feel like Monica and her mom don't vibe. That's and true. from a lot of history. But I feel like Monica's a brat. That was completely uncalled for. Maybe. But I feel like that maybe she's a brat because she didn't get the attention she wanted when she was younger. So there's uh, there's no black and white here to me. I know that people are very, very much so like, how dare Monica's mom? And then others are, how dare Monica talk to her mom yeah. that way? All of it, I think, is right. I don't think there's, re- I don't really, like I said, I really don't think it's all that black and white right here, but it's uncomfortable and it's ugly. Yeah, even, and Linda even goes and apologizes to, like, Angie and the, and the party for Monica. And they're like, and everyone's like, embarrassed. Everyone's embarrassed. Even and the people just... not associated with this are embarrassed. And, like, even Linda's like, I want to have fun now. Let's have fun. Yeah. Can we just have fun? She's trying to, like, divert everyone's attention away from what just happened. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I don't know if it's her getting attention or her just like, let's change it. Let's change Let's change the mood. Let's change the mood. But when, I, don't, I, I don't know Linda. I don't know her character yet. Yeah. Her well, character. I mean, listen, I think there's a little bit of correct in what everyone has been saying, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere there in the middle. But when Monica says on television, in her confessional, not in the heat of the moment, but weeks later in her confessional, that she wishes she had a different mother, that's something you can never take back. Mm -mm. That's something you can never take back. (coughs) But that just makes me think, like, geez, what happened to their relationship growing up? Her mom must have just really, um, you know, did not put her first. Yeah, I, but I, again, I think it's just somewhere kind of in the middle. I think it's a little bit of both. But, you know, Monica's like, I'm trying to be the mother that I want my girls to see. But I'm like, is, you know, I realize that you were injured, but is pulling them up in the middle of a party all heated where everyone can see and making them miss the Easter egg hunt, mm-hmm. is that the kind of mom you want to be? Mm-mm. Again, if you're in serious pain, if you were injured, that's fine. But if you're just being mad at your mom and you're making them leave before they even get to do the Easter egg hunt, then that's not being a great mom that's either. That's not fun. That's not, that's not great. It's not great. But what is great is this season of Salt Lake City. You know, I'm a I'm a Greek dancer. Are you a Greek yeah, dancer? I found what does this that out mean? Because I mean, 
I dance and people throw money at me. Um, you are a great dancer. And that's then. basically what happened, right? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm a Greek dancer. You are a great dancer. I'm Greek. Opa. 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 Uh, stuffed grape leaves. Uh, uh, <laughs> stuffed grape leaves. All right. Well, if there's any local Salt Lake City listeners and you know where there are some great stuffed grape leaves, send us a DM. Yo. <laughs> All right. In the meantime... Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are The Real House Bears. You can Twitter us. <laughs> yeah, Twitter us hard. <laughs> at Real House Bears. Twitter us so good. And you can email us at TheRealHouseBears. Twitter us with disrespect. <laughs> yeah, turn. pull my hair and Twitter Your turn. me. Your <laughs> turn, shut up. <laughs> you can also buy merch on our Redbubble, realhousebears.redbubble.com. And you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave a cute little review and a five-star rating, and we'll make you hashtag House Bears famous. You can also watch us on YouTube and on Spotify for podcasters. Have a great week. Have a spooky weekend. Bye. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye.